0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. Jessica Donovan here. So glad to have you here with me today for this really important topic that we're going to be talking about, which is histamine intolerance. Now, histamine intolerance is getting more and more common in adults and in children too. And the information that I'm going to be sharing today is really relevant to both children and adults. It it does become more common in adults, and I think you'll see why as we talk about some of the causes of histamine intolerance. But I thought this was a good topic to talk about at this time of the year because people with histamine intolerance will often, not always, but often have hay fever symptoms as well. And of course we are well into spring here in the southern hemisphere anyway. And there are a lot of people having issues with those pesky hay fever symptoms. Now, if that is you, yes, today's episode will be handy for you to listen to, particularly if you have some gut symptoms along with the more hay fever respiratory symptoms. Um But we have another podcast episode specifically on hay fever and environmental allergies, and that is episode 40. So make sure you have a listen to that one as well. I'll make sure the link to that is in the show notes. Um, So let's start with some basics about histamine. So histamine is a naturally occurring substance or chemical that is found in our body and it can also be found in some foods that we eat as well. So histamine intolerance occurs when the body has difficulty managing and metabolizing histamine. And the symptoms of histamine intolerance are similar To those of hay fever. So symptoms of histamine intolerance do include hay fever symptoms: the itchy eyes, the itchy throat, the running, the runny nose, the sneezing. Um, But with histamine intolerance, you will also generally have some skin rashes. You might get flushing after alcohol or certain foods, and we'll be going through the foods in a moment that are high in histamine and likely to cause that flushing. You will also have generally some digestive symptoms, so abdominal pain, bloating, um, diarrhea, nausea are all common with histamine intolerance, as are headaches and migraines and fatigue is a big symptom as well. But from that picture, you can see that there's definitely overlaps when it comes to histamine intolerance and hay fever. And as I said, histamine intolerance can get worse through the hay fever season, the spring season, because of all the extra histamine that the body is producing in response to the allergies, to the dust, the pollens, the grasses that happen with hay fever. So to put it really simply, even though the symptom pictures uh, are similar and these um, these conditions, histamine intolerance and hay fever can coincide together in some people. Hay fever is caused by an allergic response to common airborne substances such as the pollens, the dust, the grasses, the dander. Whereas histamine intolerance occurs due to a buildup of histamine in the body. And that happens when there is a lack of an enzyme called diamine oxidase, D-A-O for short. So histamine intolerance occurs when there's a lack of D-A-O, which is an enzyme that breaks down histamine. So the histamine builds up in the body and causes the symptoms that we did just talk about. Now, there's a, a few different causes of histamine intolerance. So, one of those is gut inflammation. When the gut is inflamed over a long period of time, that can lead to a reduction of the enzyme, DAO, and then subsequently histamine intolerance. And gut inflammation can happen for a variety of different reasons, but um, Gut dysbiosis or an imbalance in the gut bacteria in the microbiome, which is so common these days because of our modern diet, our modern lifestyle, our overuse of antibiotics often um, can cause this gut dysbiosis. And that's another cause of histamine intolerance. Stress is a big factor or cause when it comes to histamine intolerance. And certain medications can actually lead to histamine. Intolerance as well because they inhibit the production of that all important enzyme DAO um, that breaks down histamine and some of these medications are or some of the most common ones are antidepressants and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. So these are the the medications that inhibit the production of DAO and can lead to. Histamine intolerance. And often there's a couple of these factors or causes going on at the same time for people. So there might be some stress, and then, you know, there might be some use of antidepressants, and then that can lead to histamine intolerance. Or there might be some gut inflammation and some stress, and that will subsequently lead to um, histamine intolerance as well. So we've talked about the symptoms, we've talked about the causes, we've talked about um you know what it is and and hopefully I've explained that well. So what we need to do when we have histamine intolerance first and foremost is look at the foods that we're eating. As I said, certain foods are high in histamine and that is the last thing we want to be adding to our body when our, our body is not breaking down that histamine adequately. So foods that are high in histamine, um, you know, if we think of those aged foods, because histamine increases in foods as they age, um, and the same with fermented foods, as, as foods ferment, the histamine levels increase in them as well. So some of those f- foods, like fermented foods that are you know, known to be really good for gut health and for gut symptoms, if those foods are making you worse, that's a red flag that histamine intolerance is at play for you. So foods that are high in histamine are things like aged cheeses, aged meats, fermented foods, all fermented foods, including alcohol, fish, especially tinned fish or smoked fish, berries, berries, Citrus fruits, spinach, spices, eggs. Um, so these are just some of the common foods that are high in histamine, and as you can hear, it's a really broad kind of range of of you know fruits and vegetables and foods that we might otherwise think of as healthy, such as berries and fish. Um, so we want to be avoiding. Or reducing the amount of these foods. And, you know, online there are lots of uh, histamine charts when it comes to, you know, foods to avoid. And different people will have a different tolerance level when it comes to histamines as well. So they're the key foods that you really want to be avoiding or leaving out of your diet if you um, have histamine intolerance or you suspect histamine intolerance. Because you'll find when you reduce or eliminate those foods from your diet, your symptoms will... um, you know, will will um, improve really quickly. So, removing those histamine foods from your diet should provide quick symptomatic relief. But as you know, if you've been a, a long-time listener of Natural Super Kids, we're not just after that symptomatic relief. We want to be looking at, you know, why is this happening and what can we do to address the cause so that you can enjoy these high histamine foods that, as I said, you know, can be really healthy in a healthy gut. So the first thing we want to be thinking about is addressing the particular cause. Um, You know, uh, we might want to look at our stress levels. We might want to reduce that gut inflammation, um, or sw- think about switching over um, or off of certain medications that could be causing that inhibition of the of the enzyme, the all important enzyme that breaks down. Um, histamine in the body. So we want to be thinking of addressing the cause. And this cause is going to be different for everybody. And I do highly recommend that you work with a practitioner to uncover and address that underlying cause. And that is certainly something we can help uh, with at Natural Super Kids. You can head on over to our website and look at the book and appointment page to get more information about that. And I'll be sure to Pop that link in the show notes so it's really easy for you to find. The next thing we can do is work on restoring our body's natural ability to break down histamine, which makes sense, right? If if histamine intolerance occurs when the body has difficulty managing and metabolizing histamine, we want to optimize the production of DAO, which is that enzyme that breaks down histamine. So the good news is there are certain nutrients that help support the production of diamine oxidase, um, the enzyme, and they are vitamin B6, Vitamin C and zinc. So, we want to make sure that our child or ourselves, whoever's experiencing the histamine intolerance, is getting adequate levels of these nutrients. And that will generally mean a supplement for a period of time to optimize the levels of these nutrients. The other thing that we can do to restore our body's natural ability to break down histamine is to support the integrity of the gut barrier with things like the amino acid glutamine, gelatin, vitamin A, vitamin D, and zinc. These are really key nutrients and nutritional compounds that support the integrity of the gut barrier. So we want to be looking at these, getting getting these nutrients into um, our children or ourselves as well. And don't worry, we can, you know, the, the it might be overwhelming thinking, well, I've got to, I've got to get in B6 and zinc and um, vitamin C and glutamine and vitamin A and vitamin D. That sounds like a lot of different supplements. But working with a practitioner, you'll be able to get sometimes even an all-in-one formula that contains all of these nutrients in one. Um, so it doesn't need to mean taking 10 different supplements, which we know is not realistic, particularly when it comes to kids' health and not necessary either. And the other thing that we can do, the last thing that we want to be doing to restore our our body's natural ability to break down the histamine is to support the healthy bacteria balance in the gut. And yes, that means probiotics, but not any probiotic will do. Some probiotics will, um, will actually increase the symptoms of histamine intolerance. As I said before, fermented foods certainly will. So you want to make sure that you are looking at a probiotic that is histamine friendly. Um, and again, ideal to work with a practitioner on this because there's a, there's a wide range and you know different probiotics will be beneficial for different people depending on what is going on and what the underlying causes could be. But I do really like the the lactobacillus rhamnosus LGG strain at um, a potency of 20 billion CFUs as a a general kind of um, good probiotic supplement that will be um, fairly safe for most people that have histamine intolerance. But getting on that right probiotic will help to support that healthy bacteria balance. And remember I said before, one of the causes of histamine intolerance is dysbiosis. It's an imbalance of of good and bad bacteria within the digestive system. So we want to be optimizing that healthy bacteria within the gut. And there's all kinds of things that can lead to dysbiosis or imbalance over the years. Um, and most of it comes down to our our Western diet, our Western environment, our Western lifestyle. So summarizing histamine intolerance, the treatment or the protocol or the general kind of step-by-step approach that we take here at natural super Kids is first and foremost to eliminate those high histamine foods. That's going to give you really quick relief from your symptoms. Not easy to do, um, but really the best kind of first, Step, and then like so many people stop there and go, okay, well, I just can't eat those foods because they exacerbate my symptoms or cause these symptoms of histamine intolerance. But if we actually work on restoring that gut health by um, optimizing the production of DAO, by improving that microbiome balance, and by supporting the integrity of the gut, you know, over over time generally a few months, we can really start to restore that gut health so that we can um, tolerate those high histamine foods again. And then we can go through a reintroduction protocol where we're introducing some of those high histamine foods and seeing how our body tolerates them. Sometimes it goes down well first try. Other times you need to go, oh, no. I need to do some more restoring gut health work before I can start to reintroduce. And the time that takes really does vary from person to person. The good news in children is because they generally haven't had, you know, this decline in their gut health for. They haven't had as many years for that decline to be happening. The treatment response and results are generally much quicker for children, so that really is good news because we don't want to be keeping our kids off, um, you know, certain foods for long periods of time if we can help it. So, hopefully, this has given those of you who are out there with histamine intolerance and who have been avoiding those high histamine foods. Long periods of time, some hope that you can, um, you know, restore that gut health to a point where you can reintroduce these histamine foods. And as always, I do highly recommend working with a practitioner. Number one, food elimination can be really tricky and you need a bit of support with this. Okay, these are the foods we need to eliminate, but what can I replace them with? And this is where a, a practitioner. Um, here at Natural Super Kids can be really beneficial. And also just getting you on the right kind of protocol for restoring that gut health. And that can involve supplements and minimizing the amount of different supplements that you need to take by getting those all-in-one really high-quality formulas. but also restoring gut health can be done in a number of other ways that we can guide you through as well and then of course that reintroduction phase can get a little bit murky and messy um depending on you know what's going on and so there's there's a way to keep track of things as you're reintroducing them that makes that A whole lot easier. You don't want to mess things up in that reintroduction phase um, and sort of be back to square one. So working with a practitioner can can make this whole process much more, much faster and much more efficient and really help you to get um, on top of that restoring gut health, which is a big part of the picture. And um, for those of you listening today, if you head on over to the show notes, you'll find a link to our free Kids Gut Health eBook. The principles in that Kids Gut Health eBook are really relevant for adults as well. So if you haven't got a copy of that yet, make sure you download it. We take you through a step-by-step process. using diet and lifestyle mainly through that ebook for restoring um, your children's gut health. And as I said, very much applicable to adults as well. So grab a copy of that um, because that'll be really helpful in this process too. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear from you over on Instagram, Natural Super Kids. Come on over, send me a message. Let me know what you got out of this episode. I love hearing from our podcast listeners and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.